aren't a whole hell of a lot of bands out there who, as soon as they break up, are already greatly missed. The early November are definitely one of those bands. By the time the band had played its last show on May 6, 2007 at Bamboozle, the members were already not getting along and its longtime friendships were frayed. So as with any relationship that for all intents and purposes is over, but where the people involved still love each other, they figured it was better to call it quits before all of them started hating each other's guts than continue on. Originally formed as a three-piece in early 2001 in his hometown of Hamilton, New Jersey, with Enders on guitar and vocals, Sergio Anello on bass, and Jeff Kumar on drums, it wasn't too long before the band was signed by Drive-Thru Records heads Richard and Stephanie Rains. The Rainses were so impressed with the band that they rushed to throw them out on the 2002 Skate and Surf Festival and several Warp Tour dates before the band had even had that much stage experience. Within seven years, the band had released a total of three LPs and five EPs, including an excellent attempt at Next to Youism in 2002, The Room's Too Cold in 2003, and the triple LP, The Mother, The Mechanic, and The Path in 2006. But in 2004, Ender slowly began work on a solo career with a one-off side project called I Can Make a Mess Like Nobody's Business, releasing a self-titled album in October of that year. Eventually, he started his own record label, Regular Music, with the help of his wife, Jen, and early November drummer, Jeff Coomer. By the end of 2007, he had also built a recording studio in the basement of his shopping center called Pink Space Recording, where his next solo work would be recorded. That project, Ascenders and a Million Different People, quickly took shape upon the demise of the early November, and the initial recording sessions are now up as a free download on Fuse TV's website. Even though he's still on drive through Records with his new band, Enders feels like a lot of musicians these days, pretty much on his own and very much living DIY and day to day. This is Mike Shea. It's 5 a.m. and we stumble out of bed, but you leave your mind in it for a little while. You listen to the clock. Somebody was telling me the other day that um, uh, that they haven't seen you this happy in a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. Well, it's true. I haven't been. Really. Very, very happy now nowadays. Things are great. Well, I mean, things are good. Yeah. Yeah. For as best it can be. In yeah. This for, as, for as best as it can be right now, things are. You know what? I'm just gonna say like uh, we just. Uh, I don't know. Just uh, atmosphere and everything now is just like. You know, my mind frame just going, you know, just trying to do this and remember why. I think the the thing it is is that uh, I'm really realizing now why I started to do this when I was a kid, you know, why I decided to pick up my guitar and play. And, you know, over the past several years, like sort of slowly forgot that reason, you know. Really? And, like in a, in a weird way, in a way of like, um, I don't know, it's just the last band, like it, it got, it seems like, you know, we... Uh, <laughs> You can move it. Yeah, it's okay. cool. All right. I don't want to make any weird noises. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't worry about that. I mean, it's it's the AP podcast. We're all about informality. Good, good, good. I like that. Burping, anything you want. We don't care. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, like, um, I mean, it, it was great. It's just we started when we were so young. Like, I got signed when I was, like, 19, and, you know, we started making money, and then 
we stopped making money even quicker and everybody was just like, you know, it's like things were really tense for a while. And, you know, now when that ended, it sort of gave me a chance to sit back and be like, okay, I got to start from the beginning and sort of relearn why I started, you know? Wow. And it's like now that I'm hanging on to that, you know, hanging on to that reason a little bit more. You think it's more, um, think it's easier now to make money? Uh, if there's an easier way, <laughs> please tell me about it. Please show me where I can do this. Well, I would just think that with all the kind of entrepreneurial aspects of being a musician now, with everything kind of collapsing, like the framework yeah. collapsing, that it would make it easier for a band now to kind of make the money directly instead of kind of going through five middle people that take their cut. Yeah, I mean, you know I, what I mean? I, I definitely haven't found it any easier yet, but it's... uh. You know, I, I think in my situation, that's a little different just because we're in such a mid, like, in-between ground where nobody really knows what's going on, you know, except for we're just going for it. So are you, are you on a label now? Um, on you're on drive-thru. I'm you're on, on drive-thru okay. still. We're, okay. uh, yeah, we're in between, you know, figuring out what the, what the contract's going to be and everything, but we're still negotiating. Because you had your own label happen. too, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, so that's why I was wondering. Had that, and, you know, it was... Just unfortunate, the uh, the timing of everything, you know, with the music business started that as everything started to go down. And it's just like, you know, I still want to keep that alive, but got to wait until we sort of figure out where everybody sorts to, sort of comes to grips with how the music business is going to start moving forward, you know? And I, if you could do my, like a perfect world scenario, considering the way everything's going, like if you could st be, you know, the hand of God and steer the industry just a little bit. With, but realizing you can't take it back to the way it right. was, where would you kind of steer it so there'd be pro-musician, like individual musician or individual band, you know? Um, man. Is that too early for that kind of question? <laughs> we might need to work work into that. If <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about your childhood then. <laughs> no, if Did I, you if like I your was, grandma? <laughs> yeah. I lo loved her. Loved okay, well, that, her. Just... And, you know, she would say, and I would say, if, uh, you know, if I could uh, say anything that I would change that I would put in any type of direction, I would want to give, like, more power back to uh, basically, like, like, artists. Like, you know, making it more like an art thing, not so much of a, of a per performance type thing. You know, it's like, the way, I mean, I know yeah. that really doesn't make sense, but like... More or less of a business thing? Yeah, kinda? like, well, less of a business, but like, I mean, when you watch the, uh, you know, like the Grammy Awards, I, I know I, this is something that for some reason sits on me and like I get real fired up about, but like when there's like Best New Artist like awards and like people go up and claim the award and it's like, I want to thank everybody who wrote all the songs on this and everything. Like, Like the industry to me is like, you know, it used to be like it, people used to be much more passionate about the art of it, you know? And it's like, I feel that that has sort of, you know, I don't know. But there's still hope because people are still all about Radiohead and they're all yeah, about yeah. like like Muse, right? you know, things like that, U2. And those bands are still, there's definitely they're not seen as pop still acts. Still a lot of hope, yeah. yeah. There just needs to be more younger bands and more bands following that, you know, that... Those footsteps. So when you say there needs to be more younger bands, do you think that, I mean, because usually what I hear is there's too many bands. Yes. There's too many opportunities. I'll say that too. There's, nowadays, there's way too many opportunities. There's too much dem democracy, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, So there needs to be more time. communism in the music industry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, at the same time, I can't criticize that at all because, you know, I guess I came in at a time when, 
you know, the whole like emo thing was like big and all those emo bands are getting signed. So I mean, like if I were to say that, I'd sort of be hypocritical of myself, you know, but I don't know. So where do you think it goes wrong? <sighs> I mean, it's much just like, like cause you kind of said in the AP op-ed that you wrote about yeah. as all these bands and it's too easy. Yeah. It's nowadays it, it does seem like it's, it you is pro tools very to fix easy. that. You got this to fix that. Right. You got. I remember what like I thought was awesome when I first started doing records. Like I wanted to do everything tape. I wanted to have no computers involved and be like, you know, yeah. And now like, you know, you talk to younger bands and it's like, yeah, we we went in the studio and like we barely even had to play. Like they were able to like put everything in like you know perfectly. It's like, it is much more easy to make like a perfect sounding and like perfect sounding record without even having to. I don't know, without even having to. Seriously, you could spend half the time on it and put half the effort into it and make it. You know, it's like, I guess that's the sound of today, though, what things sound like now. This whole thing, like, I get I get real fired up about. I just... Well, go ahead and get fired up. <laughs> we have like, lots of water. <laughs> like I said, you know, it's it's a little early yet. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going <laughs> to... Well, in the second half, he's going to get really pissed off. Yeah, then, you know, then I'll start to get... This is going to be a progressive, you know, step into the... I'll, I'll just more... keep poking at you with it and then as we go along. Now, you're 26 or 27 now? 26. 26. So yeah. it's kind of weird because it's like, do you kind of already feel... And you've been doing this, what, 17, since 17, 18? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Playing music before that. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. playing. We, uh, I guess, started, the early November started when I was 17, so. Okay, but prior to that, though, you were, like, you were teaching, you like, you were, you were still doing stuff. Yeah, still, you were still in like, bands, like, you know, trying to take it serious. And so when that. did you kind of, would you say you really, like, what was it, like, if, you know, the, the redundant, the, the, the writer calls you up and says, okay, we got to update your bio. When did you first pick up a guitar? I first picked up a guitar, man, I guess I was 14 years old when I started playing, like, which was kind of late, but, I mean, uh... So it's 12 years since you yeah, first picked up a guitar. Maybe I was 13, I can't remember, but one of those times. Okay, so 12 or 11 years or 13 years, somewhere in that period, you have picked up a guitar. So, like, do you feel old already? I feel old, yeah, and especially on this tour, I feel old because I'm the oldest person on the tour, which is really weird. <laughs> you put that microphone back up against me. So, Just move I'm it. So, Just move so, it. It swirls. Look. I apologize. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Much better. <laughs> and you're the singer. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay, it's all yeah. good. No, it's all good. It's early. You know, I always got yelled at when the band started our first tours and whatnot. Like, all the sound guys would always scream at me for not being close enough to the mic i feel like i'm, I'm right back <laughs> You're there right calling now. in it from the <laughs> bus that's great um no but you need a headset that's what it's telling you you just need a headset <sighs> just do the whole thing with the little th- that like, would be like the use on the uh could on you the imagine that oh my god that would be beautiful you hear everything <laughs> <laughs> i would want to get one of the like uh the pilot headsets with the two big oh you cans really want to go then, out oh yeah yeah i figure you know if i'm gonna go that far i might as well what the hell were we talking about? I, oh yes, yeah, yeah. We, were, we were talking about <laughs> yeah when, about being old and on the tour that you feel you're the oldest guy on the tour. I am the oldest man on this tour, and uh, you know every single like I love all the bands like they're all so nice, but like they all uh, you know have come up to me once uh, once or twice and said, "Oh man, when I was in middle school, I used to listen to you and all my friends." I'm like, "Oh man." <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, like, uh, your wife looks at you and goes, "Why are you looking more gray than you did yesterday?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
Oh, Kenny Vasoli was in here the other day doing a uh, doing one of these interviews too, and he was he's great. He was talking. Uh, we were talking about how even for the starting line and for yourself have to be for yourself. You're you, early November, and and yourself was one of the, another one of those bands where it's like already you guys are at that stage where you are being called influential. That's crazy. Yeah. It, does it make you kind of feel a little like it's like, God, is it over already? <laughs> like, was that it? That's such a good way to put it right there. Yeah. No, it, it really, it <laughs> really mean, does. I'm not trying to sink but, you into depression, but. Right. It it does sometimes, you know, when people come up to me and be like, yeah, you know, you're such an influence, you know, I grew up listening to you. I'm like, like, where did it go? You know, like I, it is, it is definitely one of those things and you get that feeling sometimes, but you know, I still I still know I got a lot of fight in me. I'm I'm going for it, but this is uh yeah. It definitely makes you feel like that sometimes. Like, you know, where did all the time go? And uh what they say you get like, you know, your one chance at it, you know, and it's like is it is it over? <laughs> is the chance over? I don't know. But do you kinda you ever get those conversations uh with fans that come up to you or maybe fellow musicians that have come up to you and they're like Wow, when you did that on this record or that song, it it you know it caused me to think this way and and do this with my life and things like that. And you know now I'm writing this kind of music. And does it kind of force you to sit there and go, "Oh my God, I don't want to be that guy. I got to do something completely different now. I got to go do thrash metal." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like, ever a time when I was like, "I got to go do thrash metal." Man, that would be awesome. I'd be. <laughs> I would love to a do side that. project. Yeah, yeah, for real. Jeez. Um, Go join Sounds of Animals Fighting or something like that. Or <laughs> it could be the Canary or something. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would be beautiful. Well, the, no, I mean, I think you know, when people say that or, you know, I've never, like, I'm always like, I always feel like, you know, it means that I'm I'm doing something right. You know, like I'm doing, you know, I would never really want to change, I, I don't think, just because, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like this is pretty much the only all I'm good at, you know, with it. So it's like, I never really feel like, uh, when somebody says stuff like that, like, you know, like, uh, like I have to do something different or I don't want to be that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You're making me, you're making me think differently though. <laughs> <laughs> the thrash metal records next. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't get my mind off of the thrash metal drive, right drive, now. Drive, bring it up to drive through. I'm sure that contract we renegotiate real fast. <laughs> It was like when Donna Summer decided to do a country record and the label went, um, <clears throat> no. <laughs> um, so, so when, uh, like if not, and, and I don't want to make the whole conversation about early November, but, um, but if, as people, as like younger bands come up to you and say, you guys really influenced me and, and things like that. And it, now that you're kind of with every month that goes by since you guys put everything on hiatus, I guess that's, is that kind of what it was kind of like, son? hiatus is it like how would you describe what early november is this is kind of um i'd say hear it out of your mouth we're uh <laughs> i mean we uh it I, yeah, it's definitely definitely stopped it's definitely like you know everybody's moved on and like we're all really good friends and we just have realized like you know we're much better at being friends you know okay okay and it's like uh you know we might just, you know, hang out once in a while, but like probably won't, uh, you know, end up doing anything like another tour or anything like that. I could see maybe like a show here or there just to like, you know, for like, you know, just for fun or something, you know, right, right. around home. But it's a really free way to kind of do it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's just freeing. It's like yeah. no, no, 
there's no responsibility. There's no obligation, I guess, yeah. is the way to say and it. And it actually feels really good like that because, you know, at the end it was like, you know, we all really care about each other a lot, but it got really bitter, you know? And yeah. it's like, yeah. it, it's good to have that, like, you know, we're all really, you know, friends now. We all, like, call each other, you know, or, or talk once in a while. And it's just like, you know, it's it's just a good feeling to know that, like, you know, it's not going to be ever serious like it was, you know. We might hang out once in a while. We might, like, you know have a good time, whatever. We might, you know, do like a surprise show like around home once, you know, ever. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but sure. like, you know, it's like just knowing that like it's nothing serious and it's just like, you know, we can be friends rather than, you know, whatever it became, you know, it's like, it's, right. it's a great feeling. So. But you know, it's, it was interesting because we were, I was talking with, um, Sean from yeah. Judas, what we aimed for earlier. And, uh, and I was, and for him, they got to that precipice where they almost ended it, yeah. and then they kind of brought in Dave, and it kind of resuscitated itself with a whole new creative aspect to it. And I usually find with band member friends of mine that are in bands that are not at your level, and and you know where they're professional, you guys right. can put down on the on the passport, professional musician, right? Um, where they're in a group with a bunch of other guys and gals, and they don't know, they don't feel like it's working, but they don't know if they should give up. Right. And so like for you guys, you kind of, you got to that, you got to that point where you guys said, you know what, we need to have a real serious, honest conversation. Yeah. But how did you know you were at that point versus kind of like where shot where it was, where it's just like his gut was telling him, no, it's not, it's not, it's not that point yet. Where right. We just kind of got to take some space away from each other. I think, you know, for, for us, like we knew we were at that point just because however, but like. I mean, there was people, like, every day, like, you know, we're quitting, we're going home. Like, oh, okay. You know, it's just, like, <clears throat> for us, it got, like, very extreme and very, very bitter, very bitter. You know, it was, like, it's like everybody was, you know, very bitter. And it wasn't, I, I can't blame it on everybody because, like, it was a really confusing time. Like, I mean, you, you, like, I think the thing that most of our fans don't understand is, like, where the early November was, like, we had come off of, like, a high point, like, after we released our second to last record, it was uh -huh. like, you know, right. like we were doing like very well. And then, you know, all of a sudden it was like a, a switch flipped and, you know, things just started to fall apart. Like things just started to fall through. And it's like, we, I guess as things fell apart, like we sort of fell apart together, uh, okay. you know, as a, as a group, as weird as that may sound. But like when we put our, our last record out, like we were at like a, like a high, we were like, oh, this is going to be, just as good. I mean, we sold like the first week. I remember the first week of our release, if I can be totally honest, like yeah. I, the first, the first week, like we sold a, a good amount of records, you know, we were on the top, like we were number 31 on billboard 200, wow. you know, it's like, we were really psyched. Like, cause you know, we did like more, uh, it, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but it was at the time it was the, the biggest drive through debut release, you know? And then uh, a few weeks later, like hello, goodbye came out and that was just like a monster it was just like shattered everything you know and it was like you know for us it was like we slowly watched like people like lose faith or you mm -hmm. know like just places like you know um you know the booking offers came in less yeah like it, things things just started to happen slower and slower and it was just like you know it went from such a drastic like high point like such a right. you know we're on cloud nine to like uh, you know, we don't know what we're doing so quickly. And like, I guess the shock of what, what everybody expected and what everybody wanted, like we just weren't on the same page anymore. You Cause know? that was, was the like, triple. Yeah. 
yeah, triple and I, record, yeah. It was uh it was just it was just crazy. That that whole thing was was really intense. You know, we went in to do that record and and like we were f- like a week before we went in to do the record, Jeff had quit the band. He wasn't even going to play on the record. And then like when we went in to record, he was like he called me. He's like, "You know what? I want to be in the band again." And we were like, "Okay, let's do this." You know, and it was just like we had like an up and down roller coaster. Oh, that's right. He, yeah, cuz he did come back again, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we had like an up and down thing through the whole thing. So it was just like a it was just it was just crazy, you know. We knew that it was time that we were just all sort of going in different places, heading in different directions. You know, we all wanted different things out of it. You know, in every organization, every band, every group of people, whatever, there's the rah-rah person. There's the, you know, leaders and followers, that whole kind of thing. And, and there's the one person that's, <clears throat> shit hits the fan, and they're like, yeah, but it ain't that smelly. You know, the optimistic right. one. You right. know, like right. the, the one that everybody kind of looks to and goes, okay, if when they start freaking, then I know it's really bad. Right. So was that you in the band? Like the, the more kind of like the... Yeah, I mean, you the could, spine, and then you could say that you know that I was definitely um, that. I guess when they saw me get nervous and me sort of get discouraged with some of the decisions we were making as a as a you know unit, that you know, then they were like, okay, you know, now we can tell, you know, and right. then you know, everybody just started doing their different things, and at that point, you know, I guess everybody was just like sort of detached from it and. You know, then we decided we were, it was going to be our last tour and we were going to end, you know. Do you remember, do you remember just, uh, and I'll, I'll move on from this, but I'm just, uh, just kind of curious as to, do you remember the conversation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it in a bus or was it in a... No, it was in a diner, actually. A diner, diner, diner near uh, where we lived. Um, it was, uh, we always like used to have band meetings at that diner when we were, oh, wow. when we were starting and we were like... You know, we got to have a meeting. and It was just a fitting place to have that conversation where like, you know, I mean, and, and I don't want to make it seem like, you know, there's any type of hostility anywhere because now we're all so much no, better no, friends. No, 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 no. I mean, you know? it's been reported that you guys are friends. Yeah, we're yeah. like, we're way better friends. But at the time, you know, it was like, I wanted to do something differently. I wanted, you know, Joe wanted to do something differently. Jeff wanted to, he was starting another band. Like, you know, Bill wanted to get out of it, you know, and Serge just wanted to, to go home and, you know, live normal life and everything. It's just like, you know, and, and we had that conversation. I, I remember, like, you know, I remember it very clearly, but it's just like, yeah, it got a little bit intense. It got a little bit crazy, but, you know, it was like we came away from it being like, you know what, you know, this is, it's not that bad of a thing just because we we had fun, you know, we did good, you right. know, and it, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything stops here for all of us. It means, you know, we just start something different. Did you feel guilty about it? Like you were letting the fans down, Is um, that part of you, because like, I just kind of wonder, like, if you if you left that meeting and, and then you went home and then you had to get on the early November's MySpace, and you still saw these MySpace comments saying, "You mean everything to me. I can't wait to see you guys when you come through right. Phoenix again." And mm-hmm. you're just like, I feel like you know, I, I don't want to say guilty. I mean, I definitely there's definitely a, a weird feeling there. It's just like you sort of like you know you don't want to let anybody down. Right. Type thing. But, uh, you know, it's like, for me, it like, the way I balance it is, like, I put, like, you know, the, all the years that I was in the early November, like, I put everything I had into it. You know, I invested my life, my soul, my heart into it. And that's cheesy sounding, but, like, I really did. And, you know, and 
for all my fans who have stuck by me through it, like I will continue to do that forever. You know, it's like I put that, you know, I, I like to have like, you know, that's so important to me. Right. You know, just to invest that much into it and really show like, you know, fans that, you know, that's not going to stop and that's never going to stop. So it's like anybody, you know, I, I do feel guilty for the people who are like, oh, you know, it's just never going to be the same and you broke right. my heart. Like there was people, there were people who really? were angry about it, you know, but it's like, wow. you know, feel guilty. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, if you can't see, you know, what I'm, I'm still trying to, to make this, you know, to put just as much into it, you know, and doing whatever. So Did you ever kind of feel like you weren't being allowed to grow? Um, like the fan base or like the commitments to, you know, you got commitments to your label, you got commitments to managers, you got commitments to people that, that are making a living off of, off of the machine that yeah. is early November, <laughs> wasn't early November. And it's like, you know, I kind of like felt like, what do I say to these people? I mean, right. were they understanding? Yeah, they were really, everybody was really understanding. I guess everybody saw it coming. So, like, it was that helps. easy. Yeah. <laughs> In you a know, way. <laughs> every, everybody sort of saw it coming and was like, and was, uh, you know, very all right with it and very, you know, was just happy that we were finally getting along as a group, you know? Right. Because we had years of just of fighting. We had a lot of good times, but we had a lot of bad times, you know? So mm. it's like, Everybody was really, I think, more relieved just to see that we were, you know, finally all agreeing on something and moving towards it. Well, last question about early November, and we'll move on from that. Okay. Least, but, um, and I'm trying to ask different questions. So I know maybe I'm not succeeding in this, but no, you're doing fabulous. Am I doing? It's, okay. oh, it's amazing. Oh my God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm putting it on my Facebook. Um, the uh, <clears throat> if again now as you're kind of like month after month goes by since since that day at the diner. Um, time does a wonderful thing to put things in perspective as with any relationship or job you had or learning experience. So if you had to kind of just do a one, two, three of what the past, those 12 years or so did, uh, what you learned from those about maybe just life. Wow. Okay. I learned from life. Cause you toured the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mean like you, you know? what would be uh like what did you learn about yourself what did you learn about people what did you learn about society or business or anything you know like those life lessons because the road does age you yeah i mean you, really you, you know you're you're 26 but technically you're 36 right <laughs> in your experiences you know it's you right. know you know no i de i definitely i definitely agree with that i um i mean I was definitely always the type of, you know, person to just to try and take in everything and, you know, and uh, and learn from it because, of, you know, I guess the most stuff that, you know, that, that I would take from the whole thing is like, you know, I've, uh, that, that I tried following my heart, you know, and, and following my gut and instincts, you know, and it's, you know, you learn that it's not always the right thing, but it's like, it's, it's, there's like a fine line because you follow that. It's not always the right thing, but it's all, it's always the thing that's going to make you feel best at the end of the day, you know? So it's like, right. for me, it's like, uh, man, I don't know. This is, this is, this is a rough one. I'm, uh, 
Wait till we talk about religion. I know. Jeez, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be intense. It's gonna be crazy in here. <sighs> I'm all about existentialism. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But you know what I'm saying? Like those there's those things that you kind of when you're when you're experiencing life that you know, like some people would sit there and say, Wow, people suck. People by nature suck. Other people sit there and say, generally people are good are good down right. deep. But you know what I mean? It's like, did you learn anything from about people? Yeah, I agree with both of those things right there. It's like uh, <laughs> I just I gave you a cheat sheet. To, to come up with something else. <laughs> I, I know, I know, but I definitely agree with both of those things. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's there's definitely uh, I the most thing that I learned is just like you know, just keep believing you know and following like i mean people are rotten and people are generally good but it's like it's i know i'm talking in circles now it's just like this question for me is like you know i stumped you it, you like i'm just like then stuck I'll, in a hole right now okay then let me try to give it we actually take two song breaks and uh and uh why don't i when i make this a little bit easier for you actually it's probably the harder one um and you've probably been asked this by fanzines i would imagine the one the ones that are left um so for the record, the final record, uh, two songs, your two favorite songs um, from early November days. <sighs> two favorite songs. Let's see. I'll definitely um, have to say a song called Figured It Out. Figure It Out. It mm. was on the, the last record. Mm. And um, that always means a lot to me. What's that? Uh, What's that one in particular? Um, Like written at a particular time or yeah the theme of it or, yeah just the the whole theme of it for me like sort of you know just summed it like you know summed up the final you know steps like i could sort of see you know what was happening i guess and sort of summed it up for me you know as, mm -hmm. as far as what everything that was going on and um i guess if i had to pick another favorite song I'll pick one that's not such a a droner uh <laughs> Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the depression talk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What else would I choose out of that whole thing? I was, you know, a fan of our uh, our uh, song. Um, which one? Let's say. I'm gonna go with. Uh, Another song uh, called "No Good at Saying Sorry." That was also oh, yeah. off the last record. Like I, those were probably my two favorites that I had made with the band. So, definitely.
I'm already alone 
different people yes a million different people a million different people where did that name come from um it's uh i, I thought of it when i was listening to uh the bittersweet symphony the verve you know right and you know it says i'm a million different people from right. one day to the next type thing and it's just like uh i felt like you know at the time like i don't know sort of just you know i was sitting there being all like uh for lack of a better word emo you know <laughs> And being like, it's, oh, it's going man. back to the depression. Talk yeah, again. <laughs> we're not going to get out of this. That's just... <laughs> I should be putting Joy Division music behind all this. <laughs> and, you know, sitting there and just uh, being like, man, you know, that makes sense. You know, it's like, uh, just makes sense for me. And uh, that's where that's where I got the name. And then, sort of like right after that, I'm like, you know what, I want to do. Uh, we we had this idea actually, right after we came up with the name to do this song. Uh, we're actually covering Bittersweet Symphony and got like a ton of people from a ton of bands to like sing on it as well. Like Kenny sings on it mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Bryce from the Rocket Summer, Aaron from Copeland, like a ton of ton of people sang on it and that's came out really cool and awesome. So 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 what is this what is what is this um this phase of your life, this this act, um that act. Oh God, it makes it sound like it's a cat routine. <laughs> This weekend at Vegas, it's Sahara Ace Enders and his cat. I wish. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. Make a lot of money. That would be the way to make money. That's what I should do. Get a cat. And... By the time you guys get to, uh, where are you playing tomorrow night? Detroit. You have a whole cat act figured out. Might as well. Three and a half hour trip. You can do it. <laughs> I think um, so. Yeah, but but what is this? What is what's this allowing you to do now creatively that you couldn't do before? Like how? What's coming out of you now? Uh, that is just like now has this outlet. I think more than anything is just like the mind frame is just like, 
I was able to take a step out of it, take a step out of the business, take a step out of everything for a little bit. Wow. Refresh and like be like, okay, this is my goal. Like remember what my goal is. Like I always said since I was a kid, it's super cheesy, but like I always said like I wanted to help people. I wanted to, you know, mm. change the world. Like I honestly said that. And like, you know, that was always my goal, but I know that's like not a a goal to have, but like what I want, like, you know, obviously is to be able to on one hand you know, make a living from doing this and, you know, right. be successful. But on the other hand, like probably the most important thing of every night is if somebody comes up and says like, you know, you helped me get through something. And it's like, that's, um, I mean, the, the motivation for this is like, you know, it's just now it's like, I know what I want. I know what I'm going for. And like, it's just, I guess easier because you know, I don't have to worry about letting anyone else down, you know, like I always felt okay. like with a yeah. band, like, like if I didn't make something a certain way or do something the right way, like I would let four other people down, you know, and it's like, this is this way is like, you know, I could sort of, you know, just do freely, you know, whatever. But, you know, you got, I, but we're going to end up talking you, about that, about that band again, but. <laughs> But I mean, with then you kind of had a, a democracy, though. So even if you had an idea, it was still kind of debated and discussed and modified. Yeah, in a way. In, in a way. So yeah. now, you're just—is it—is it really just just your opinion, just your viewpoint? And well, me and uh, you know, me and my wife definitely okay. like right. it's a very like she pretty much handles uh, all the work, you know. Right. Like she's right. like, you know. It, I definitely wouldn't be able to do it without her, you know. And I'm just like, thinking, like, creatively, though. Creatively? Yeah, like, creatively. I would say, like, uh, yeah, just basically going with it. Like, I I, I did, like, um, a record last winter, you know, and I, I had, like, a bunch of studio musicians play on it. And it was like, I didn't necessarily want to do the record like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, at the time, like, it was like, you know, everybody sort of was like, this is how you have to do it. We're going to take it to the next level and whatnot. And, you know, I made the songs I wanted to make, but... At the end of the day, I guess everybody wasn't, you know, creatively or whatever, whatever mm -hmm. came out of it wasn't exactly what it needed to be. So it's like, uh, you know, now it's like I'm going to record another record after this tour to replace it, you know. And wow. Okay. Right. Yeah. Those I, are the seven songs or so that were on the Fuse thing. No, no, oh, the, no uh, that was a completely different thing. Okay. 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 Because okay. then I found out the original record I recorded wasn't going to be coming out. So then I recorded another thing, like did it by myself in my studio. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, put that one out for free. And now it's like time we're like, uh, well, we're going to record another record. Okay. Because, you know, you know, and, and uh, going up to record it and uh, living in my van to do it. And, you know, we're uh, figuring out a way to pay for it and whatnot and just roughing it and, you know, it's weird because I know it sounds like um, a little bit weird, you know, but I mean, this, this for me is like, I'm putting, I, I know like I'm letting myself put everything into this. Like I'm letting myself right, right. like go up and put a lot of things on the line right now to make this work. And, it's, uh, it's gotta, is it scary though? I think that was what I was going to ask before. Was that kind of now it's just you? Yeah. And it's not the band. Right. So now is it it's like, is it kind of hesitations for you? Like, 
am I doing it the right way? Because you don't have like what you right. had before, or is it just like you're just so liberated that you're just like it's like being in a playpen right now. You're just throwing <laughs> stuff all over the place. No, I mean I, I definitely get a little bit like you know nervous of some things. You know, it is it is different not having everybody like you know, you know, being able to fall back on that like you know, but because uh, now I know like whatever happens wrong is all on me you know whatever right bad decisions are made are all on me so it's like yeah you know it's definitely uh, a little bit scary it's like you know just knowing that you know i have to do what you have to do you know Mm -hmm. it's like and having confidence that you're gonna you know, no matter what you do, like as as long as it's coming from my heart, that's how I look at it now. As long as it's coming from my heart and I really mean it and I really mean what I'm doing, like I'm doing the right thing, you know. So I try and use that as my whatever. You know, when you when you uh, were starting out, um, <laughs> when you were, it was good. You did good. Um, when uh, when you were starting out uh, playing music, there were certain bands that inspired you at the time, and now. Um, it's it's interesting because it, kind of like when the when musicians get to their second band and they're in their mid twenties or so, it's almost like they're their college years where they start right. discovering all different types of music that they weren't listening to before. Right. So it's like you're talking about the Verve and things like that. Like what other what other bands or maybe styles of music have you been getting into over the past couple of years that has been kind of influencing what you're putting out now and what you're planning to do in the future? Um, I've definitely been listening to like a lot of like you know um. Uh, well, I've always loved the Verve and whatnot, but uh, bands like you know, I really I'm huge, huge like uh, Coldplay's last record. Like, okay, yeah. I really like love that. Like Ryan what a Adams, single. like yeah. What a catchy single! It's uh, they're, you know, it's really great. Um, I really am, you know, always been into like you know, Muse and stuff like yeah. that, and you know, uh, I pretty much have listened to the same stuff since I <laughs> started. <laughs> <laughs> like Pearl Jam, my favorite band ever. Got to listen to that every day. But I mean, like, it's which like, records like your favorite? Uh, I'd say for me is like Yield because that's hmm. my record that made me want to do what I'm doing. Really? So you know, that's uh, I'm as as far as music and like I usually for some reason like I never get into like if I get into something new it'll be like. Two years after everybody else got into it, oh right, you know, right, like that type of thing. Is it's it because like, like you're just like you're rejecting it because it got big, or is it because it's? I'm just slow. Slow. <laughs> I'm just slow. Simple <laughs> as that. Okay. Yeah, like I, I like I, I always just I, I listen to the same things I've been listening to, you know, and just very uh, in that groove, I guess, you know. Always been a huge Death Cab fan and huge. Okay. You know, you like the new world. record. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I do. I definitely, you know, I love their old stuff. Like, you know, it has a special place in my heart, but I do love the new record as well. I think it's great. How is it when you're sitting up on the stage and you're doing your new material and, um, how are the, how are the, what's the audience looking like to you? I mean, it look like they're going, all right, I'm going to give him a chance. Like, I, like, like I'm going to open my mind and, and like, he's not doing, you know, he's not doing what he was doing he's doing something so i'm giving you that break or, you know so are they open-minded or they seem to be somewhat skeptical do you think that there's like certain kind of pockets of the audience that are that are responding to you in a particular way i think that um or is it kind of like all just love you know, yeah just... i mean it's 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 a weird one it's, it's weird to to say because the last all the tours that we've been doing like the fans that come out that know me have all been really open and that's receptive great. to everything that's great 
but most of the crowd like um on all the tours we've been doing like have no idea who i am at all really so it's like yeah they have like just absolutely no idea like this tour is like the tour we're on now like is um great like the kids are great it's a very young crowd and it's like most of them didn't grow up with me because you know they're growing up with right everything now so it's like you know they they don't know and you know they're very open to it and very you know get a great response every night but it's like most of uh most of the fans that do come out to the shows like if they come out like they're mm-hmm. very open to it you know and it's been it's been great like i can't even like all the the great feedback that i've gotten from the past early november fans and i can make a mess fans like have just been has been great like I'm you, very thankful. Your for flyers that. and your uh, the stuff that you put out that, that um, the 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 creative pieces, the artwork that you and your wife put together, um, that are for publication purposes, um, for newspaper ads and and in web banners and things like that. Um, was there a collect? Was there a conscious decision um, whether or n- whether or n- to discuss like do we put down from the early November? Because like well, I noticed, like when Cinematic Sunrise were doing some of their dates, um, some of the promoters were like, they don't, know, the kids don't know who Cinematic Sunrise, so they had to start adding with Craig Owens from Chiodos. Right, right. And so, like, was it that's something you guys had to discuss? And how did what was like yeah. kind of like your ultimate decision on that? Um, if it, if it's strongly like if a promoter or like whoever you know is doing the ad really wants it in there, like we'll put you know of the early November in there, but okay. most of the time we'll just leave it figure like uh so you don't have like a set rule saying you cannot do it or you can't right you know, yeah or please do it all the time yeah i mean yeah. if i'm not going to be weird about it because it is you know my past and you know I, right. I it'll always be a part of me but at the same time i do want to you know gain like fans who would not sort of look at that and be like oh you know right i'm not gonna listen to it or it's not going to be the same or whatever like it's really weird because a lot of people because we we put it as you know on this whole tour as just a sentence, it doesn't say the early November anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kids will come up and be like, you know, I was a I was a fan of the early November. I had no idea that you were on the show or who you were or anything like that. It's and amazing. it's just like it's like, you know, re winning over that fan, you know, feels much better than them just being like, you know, oh, you know, I was uh you know, I'm just coming, but it's not the same, you know, it'll always you know. So it's like <clears throat> Does it kind of teach you a lesson though, a little bit about how you maybe need to I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily marketing or some of that. Because I would sit there. I if would, I was in that position, I'd be sitting there going, "Okay, either I didn't stand out enough, right? You know, and I was wallpaper in the band, yeah. or right. Well, no, I would definitely love to be able to marketing, but like my hands are sort of tied with it. Like I have, I don't have the control or anything to make any of that happen. Hmm. So, like I, uh, I want them all to know who I am, and I want all my older November fans to realize that this is me and not get surprised when. They come to a show, but um, you know, it's like there's only so much right. I can do with my space, and, right? And or you could do like some of those guys do, and they you know like come back like five years from now and say the early November reformed is only you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's where the lawsuits start flying. Yeah. You know, it's like the bass player uh, comes back. And like, yeah, Misfits are back together. It's only the bass player. Thanks. Um, oh, you know, I, I did you uh, when you uh, when you guys were sitting down with the t-shirts and your merch and things like that. Did you um, w- was there uh, was there like a coll- like a conscious decision to kind of m- to to hit the refresh button? Like, did you purposely say we can't do that because it looks like what we did before? Yeah, I mean, well, not really a, a conscious decision to do. You know, it's like 
we we pretty much uh if it's in the same vein it's in the same you know it's like yeah. really didn't pay much attention to that stuff it's just like you know do what we do you know that's it just go with it you know so how and and how do you uh do you uh like how how much time do you spend at the merch booth for yourself um i like to be there like you know like after we play like you know the in between like you know when uh, like, you know, into like a few songs into a cute set, you know, so from after we play to like, so probably like 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, or before the show, whenever. But, I've, you know, usually before the show, since like, like I was saying, like, um, a lot of people don't really know who I am. They're just like, I'm the oldest they, guy in the building the at the guy. point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like, the people just like walk by like, who's that? Kind of looks like Michael Sarah, but that's all I got. <laughs> How many malls have you been stopped in, by the way? Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you're gonna egg it on? <laughs> really? Okay. How so, many malls? Has... <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, for looking like Michael Sarah. Yeah. All the time. Seriously. Yeah. Really. People think that I look like him a lot. At well, I mean, I can see the connection, right? Right? Yeah. Right? But yeah. I just didn't. Yeah. Um. I mean, it happens once in a while, and it's it's funny. Like I, you know. I get a kick out of it. There's be like, we'll be like going into like a, a restaurant or something, and like you'll hear like a group of people as we walk by, be like, "Oh my god, that's Mike! This is a kid from Superbad!" <laughs> like whisper it real low, and I'll be like, "Oh man!" You ever sign awesome. some autographs? You know, his name and stuff. Do you go beyond that? Do the MySpace pictures and the whole thing like that? I, I should. I should. There's another way to make some money. There you go. That'll impersonating do celebrities. <laughs> that's great. That's really really good. Um, so what what exactly is uh, what's on your plans for 2009 at this point? Do you have any sort of? I mean, obviously you could you want to put out the next record. Yeah. Um, but is there anything else like beyond that? I mean, kind of like you know, are you thinking about um, other not not music projects necessarily, but other things that you want to do or things like. Um, like uh, things with your life or I don't know if you've been wanting to build a log cabin. I don't know. I would love to build a log cabin. That would be great. That would be awesome. I would, uh, I think, you know, coming up, like I definitely want to put the record out, see how it goes. You know, I definitely want to, you know, I, since I am getting, you know, getting up there, I'm the <laughs> senior citizen of this tour and probably the next one as well. So like, uh, you know, I'm gonna want to like you know. This is really bothering you about the age thing, isn't it? No, it's not. I'm very bitter about it, but I'm all right. No, it's not not really. It's just uh, it's my fallback. I uh, I'm uh, you know looking forward to having a record come out, seeing how things are gonna go. You know, um, definitely uh, you know looking forward to like eventually like you know starting uh, having like a family and all that stuff. And, right being like a you know all-american man so like that's uh i mean you know do the willie nelson thing and have the whole family on the road all the time yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would be great no i'm i mean definitely like right now just taking it one step at a time like it seems like every day something else changes or there's a huge shift in the whole plan so it's like right now i just want to go focus on recording this record making it everything it can be. I'm going right. to have some time to think. I'll be, like I said, camping outside of my van because I can't afford a hotel. <laughs> and, you know, making up some hot dogs every night, making some s'mores. And, uh, <laughs> you know, put the record out, tour a little bit, you know, have a have a family. And, you know, hopefully by that time, you know, I'm in, uh, you know, doing all right. 
Where do you go camping? Is there a particular place in the country you hang out in particular? Or? No, no. No, I'm just going to be camping, I guess, in a parking lot or <laughs> wherever I can find. Camp Walmart. <laughs> I, I, it's very popular. Camp camp, uh, camp, whatever. You know, I'm just going to be uh, wherever, wherever will have me. So I would love to go camping at, uh, you know, the Grand Canyon or something. That would be great. But that's you know. I know the parkers have increased that would their be fees too much lately. Fun. They have too much fun. Yeah. Deny yourself. Well, yeah. you do have to suffer for your art in order to create yeah. good art. So. Yeah. so I mean, I can't. I can't let myself have too much enjoyment. <laughs> Definitely. If you want to have real fun, just start like camping in the parking lot of a local police station, <laughs> and you'll have some wild experiences after yeah, that. I, after about the second day. I think so. That would be. Uh, maybe I will. <laughs> I'll try that out. So. Um, why don't we play, uh, take another, uh, our second song break, and uh, why don't you give me two songs that um, you would want, uh, let's say that fan of yours that hasn't seen you yet and hasn't heard the new stuff yet, and you're like, these are the two songs I want you to hear that I'm doing now. Okay, what those cool. those two songs would be? I'm going to say play uh, Reaction Okay. off of the, the free thing and uh, Rain. And why those two in particular? Any should they be listening to certain things or? Um, well, I mean, it's um, yeah, like it's just uh, continuing, I guess, my journey of where I am now. Right. I guess, like you know, of what's of what's going on. Like, if you listen to it, you'll hear little subtle things of like, you know, of where we are and why we are here. You know, so like, I would definitely say those two songs are good ones to catch up on.
I'm just waiting for you to get fired up. <laughs> I'll know probably when you start cursing or something. <laughs> so. You know, I actually have a terrible problem that's been since my whole entire life. I have no idea why it's some weird mental thing. I just, I can't curse at all. Like, it's like a block. Like, I feel like I'm going to vomit if I do. Because, uh, you know, I, I have tried, but I feel like I'm going to throw up. I get dizzy. Like, it's really like a weird psychological thing. That's really interesting. I can't, like, I, I can't get around it. And I've tried, but I just, I can't. Did uh, did uh, uh, friends of yours in high school, like, call you certain names because, like, you know, not goody two-shoes, but like, you know, <laughs> Mr., you know what I mean? It's like because Yeah, I mean, I've always had a group of friend who when, friends, when they realize it, they start to pick on it a little bit. But it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's whatever. Try, they try and taunt it out of you. Yeah, it's just, it is what, I, is what it is. It's who I am, and, you know, I'm... It's got to be for a reason. That's the way I look at it. I have no idea why, but it's got to be for a reason. You can make a lot of mothers very happy <laughs> with you if you just promoted that really well. Yeah. Curse-free shows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it could be. You never know, you know? Yeah. So let's, um, let's, you, you started off this whole conversation with kind of an allusion to it about the music industry and where everything is going and things and the hell and the crazy and so forth and like if you could put a if you could you know from your musician friends um you're talking about uh the verve song and you had all your friends on and but when you guys are mics are off and you're out and uh you're um having some dinner and maybe you're hanging out or something like that if you could get get a temperature or a mood for all of your friends in the music industry, what would you describe that mood as right now? Taking all the managers, the record companies, everybody out of it, just the musicians, just your friends and bands. I guess, I mean, it's it's always different. And I would I would say, like, for me personally, like, uh -huh. which may be different from everybody, because I can only, like, for me, it's just, like, the mood is just, like, you know, come on already, you know? Like, mm -hmm. let's, you know... It's just like, uh, that's my mood. You know, it's like, I mean, I, I know like it's frustrating for a lot of us because like so many people have like put so much time and like went through the ropes and I like, you know, went through times of like, you know, where you're in the band and you sleep on people's floors, you're like, you know, like doing all that stuff and you, you know, you really like feel like you pay your dues and you get somewhere and then all of a sudden like everything gets, you know, pulled out and like all these labels now, everybody's doing a deal like a like a 360 deal or yeah. something where they like take everything and it's like, you know, it's like, what are you really, what are you doing? Like, you know, it's like everybody's confused, but nobody ever wants to admit to being confused and nobody like ever wants to admit to making any mistakes. It's always like, for me, I always feel like it's always, uh, it, it's just like no one will accept responsibility for why things are where they are. And mm -hmm. that's, that's my mood is like, like no one will. I mean, it's just, you know, what are we going to do next? What's the next, uh, you know, how's this uh, going to get fixed, you know? But nobody will accept any responsibility that they had any part to why the business is where it is right now and why we are uh, all struggling and it's getting harder to make money. It's getting harder to survive and, and make a living doing this, you know? Like, I've been doing this for, for years now and, you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> it just, it's, it's getting harder and harder you know, kids, there's more kids, you know, than ever. Right, right. There's more, like, younger kids. It's more, this this music is more mainstream now than I think even some of the mainstream music. And it's like, things are, you know, really growing like that, but for the bands that aren't like the, 
you know, in success and then out the next day. Like, right. you're not in that, you know, you're not, it's, it's hard to make a living. It's really difficult. And it's like being one of those bands in that clump is like, you know, and then watching everybody around being like, oh, I'm blaming everything on everybody else and how stupid fans are and how stupid, you know, downloading is and how stupid, like, right. you know, like all the labels out there, all everybody contributed to making that so easy for people. It's like, you know, put out like no artist would ever want to realize or, or want to say. And I'll say this, like, because I do have a little bit of hostility towards the whole you know, artist aspect of it, but like no artist will ever say like, it's partly my fault because I decided to make a hit song on this record or a song that everybody would jump and dance around to. And then, you know, I, I you know, uh, let's say, uh, you know, took a little bruise in my integrity or whatever and, you know, made a song that wasn't what I wanted to do, but it, it got kids to notice me, but the rest of the record they didn't care about. So they only bought that song. And nobody's ever going to own up to being like... So we trained them to be single culture. Right. And that's like part of the reason why, like it's everybody's fault. It's the musician's fault. It's it's like, you know, it's it's uh, it's crazy. Nobody will ever take the blame for it though. That's the... I sometimes wonder if like, if what's happening is this um, collapse of the money aspect of the money generating aspect of the music industry is causing the greed. Yeah. The people that are in it for greed. Definitely. To be weeded out. Uh, and so what's ended up happening is now you're just going to end up having the people, the DIY people, the, I the innovative really people. I hope are, that that happens. I really hope that that's how it goes and that like, that would be my yes, you know, we win. But like what it looks like is happening is the people that are greedy. Most of the time are the people that have a little bit more power and are like, we're going to find out ways to make sure we stay afloat right now, you know? And it's like, they'll do whatever they can to stay up there. And the people who are like, the artistic people who are like trying to push forward artistically are going to be like, I'm going to do whatever I can to just make art better or do what I can to, you know, to keep going. Like I'm, I will have made four records this year, four records of all, new stuff and all new everything and like I'm doing whatever I can right now to stay afloat mm -hmm. and not stay afloat like like financially is a big thing but like stay afloat just like artistically stay afo afloat passionately like like you know keep this going like not I'm getting jaded or bitter or right like and, and I'm like and there's a lot of people like me right now that are just doing what they do because it's you know and and getting taken advantage of mm -hmm. and I'm not saying like you know it's like I'm going into the studio and this is no disrespect to anyone in the world, but I'm going into the studio next month, you know, and I'm, me and my manager are paying for it. Like I'm going to be sleeping in a van. Like I'm going to be like for a whole month. And it's like, I've been doing this for eight years now. I've sold 500,000 records. I have, you know, like, why do I have to do that? But why am I going to do it? Because like, I'm going to make sure my art is the best it can possibly be. And when it comes out that it's all it can be, you know? And it's like, there's always going to be people who are like, you know, you know, that that's <laughs> on the other side or, or whoever really, you know, it's like, I don't know, man, I'm at that point where I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to get frustrated, but you know, it's like, 
I don't know. I, I feel like I I would love to see the greedy people, like you're saying, get weeded out, and the the true people who really believe in this and and believe that this is here not just for a money making thing, but here to help change, to help people, and and you know, to be art and to be something beautiful. Like I hope that I hope that they win. I hope that that happens. I really do. I kind of wonder though sometimes, like when the system is so corrupted or concocted and rigged, yeah. I guess, in a way to benefit a certain type of power structure or business plan or shareholder or whatever the deal is, that really the opportunities now become, especially because there's so much, there's so much that's that from a software and a hardware uh, and a method that's ending up in the hands of just your general citizens i.e musicians right that now the musicians are getting are allowing to to be more in control of things that they were reliant upon that system before so maybe they i just i, I sometimes wonder and i i talk, when i talk to musicians i i debate with them about whether we just haven't reached that that we haven't taken the ball far enough down the field yet right we're not there yet but we're we're running Right. We're going down there and and somebody among all of us that are not part of that huge thing cuz I'm not. I'm right. definitely not. But if if one of us is going to figure out a application, a website, a something that is going to be the it's going to be the next I guess what what Napster did to the industry, which gave the power back to the consumer, right. and took it away from the 171899 CD but it's going to allow musicians such as yourself to figure out how do I be self-sufficient and make enough money so that I can have a family. Right. <laughs> right. But we're just not there yet. Right. And it's just, we're in that suffering period right now because everybody's cool. trying to figure out, okay, okay. You're okay. Gonna, I think you're going to, I'm sorry for no, go jumping for it. in, but I, I think you're going to find a whole new, like in order for that to happen, there's going to be a whole new group of bands, artists, music, like, you know, like where we are now, like yeah. with all of us, like I know like, you know, like I'm, like there would be, for I guess most musicians in my position, like, like I'm under certain rules contractually, contractually that I yeah. would not be able to, like you know, right. find that other way unless you know my label was you know cool with it or making that right. other way happen. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of like for unsigned bands now and and you know bands coming up like you know that are getting huge myspace plays whatever you know yeah. whatever makes a band you know special now like it's still talent yeah no definitely probably more so than before because before they just paid somebody off and they became big <laughs> now they don't i mean well no seriously yeah, because yeah. of payola and all that stuff like that right they, now there's know, just so much more there's you just have so much so really it does kind of come weed down out to the yeah yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the special ones right and i think that you know you're gonna there's gonna be like a whole new uprising of like just yeah new music you're seeing i mean we saw what radiohead did right. even though they kind of stayed with capital but you saw right. what they did under their own and then you see nine inch nails doing it on his own mm -hmm. and releasing stuff all the time and you know and now now we have that new system where you where you as an artist finish it on friday night in the studio and you released it by sunday night right there's not even that lag time with you know, well, we got to roll it out. We got to let everybody know and do the press cam. No, it's just you put it out. It's done. So, and you're seeing lit bands, <laughs> like look what Lesson Jake did, 
made their own label, just did a distribution deal. Right. So you're seeing, and we're just now starting to see these bands kind of where their contracts are up with these labels, and they're going, all right, let me see. I sold 40,000 records, and I got a $50,000, $80,000 advance, but I sold 40,000 records. I haven't seen another dime since then. Right. Doing the label route. And I'm getting pressure to do a 360 deal now. If I sold 40,000 records through that route, if I sold 40,000 records at my merch booth, for ten dollars a pop, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> right. So that's what's a lot of money. you know? And what if you, what if you sold ten thousand records, but you made enough money so that you paid all your bills for the year and you recouped your costs versus selling forty thousand records on a label and being indebted forever? What's the benefit? So now it's not about I sold forty thousand. <laughs> it's like I'm happy with ten thousand. I don't have to impress anybody anymore. Right. You don't have to impress. That's just being comfortable. You know. It's just yeah. That's it's yeah. That's a beautiful. <laughs> no, it's uh, you know, for people who are like you know anybody who's cool with that, like that's that's great. Like you know that would be, it's, yeah. Is that kind of? Would you be happy with that scenario though? I would. I would love. If you only sold ten thousand things of everything that you did, but you made enough money so that you got a house or your family. Well, you don't have happy. you don't have the pressure of like right. oh you have to make this so like right zillions of people are gonna love it. You would know? it bum you out like you're not on radio, but yet. You made enough money to have a nice living. I don't. I don't think it would necessarily bum me out because you know I would. I don't know. I would. You know I would be uh, comfortable. I would be able to like. I would always want to reach as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if I only had like uh, the hardcore fans, like ten thousand that were going to buy the CD and they were going to really be into it and really love it and get it, and I wouldn't have to change what I want to do, like mm -hmm. then of course you know you'd definitely be happy with that. That'd be that'd be great. Are you kind of a? I was thinking about your AP op-ed while you were just speaking that. And are you kind of a traditionalist in a way? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, are you married to the idea of a hard case CD? Um, I do love it. I like. I mean, I I love having the hard. You know, this the, the copy of it. It's just. Yeah, I, I guess I kind of am, but I mean, I do understand the benefit and what you need. You know, why you need the digital, like you know, and how much easier it is and how much cheaper it is. And because isn't that what Kenny did? You did primarily yeah, digital. digital. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I mean, obviously your profit's going to be so much more and it's going to be so much easier for people to get it. You know, they don't have to come to shows or go to a store to find it or whatever. But it's like, you know, it's like distro is like, you don't need to worry about like, you know, shipping so many units or whatever. It's like, but I, I do love the the idea of just having it just because like for me, like getting into music, it's just like, when I was like, you know, that was like such a special thing, like, you know, going to get a CD and just like the respect you have for it, you know, like the, you look at it and you're like, oh my God, like, you know, it means like you're a band, you're a, you know, you're doing something like that's, you know, and now that's sort of, I guess, fading, but you know, I, right. I yeah, I, I guess you could say I am, I, I do love the, just having it. So last question. And, um, being a music fan, um, I kind of wondered if do you, when you kind of go into different cities and if you get the time, do you kind of search out the record stores that are left at all? Um, yeah, if we definitely get a, uh, if we get a chance, we have time, I definitely love to go in any little record store and just, you know, check it out and, you know, sort of see how they're doing and, you know, what's going on. Right. You know, it seems like 
actually like records are like getting big again you know like vinyl yeah which gotta make you happy it's awesome it's it's great so it's like you know i definitely love seeing how all that's working you know it's very interesting to me how it's like things are like fading out but now people are like collecting it again you know and it's like it's different it's it's you know, I definitely love going around and just checking it out, seeing how it's Well, the question working. I was ultimately going to ask here is, is there a particular city in this country that you've traveled through that you would probably put at the top of, like, besides the one you're in now, you live in now, but okay. is there that city that you just like the general vibe of the city? They just Everything about it just, just um, is like... And so maybe other bands, other musicians, as they maybe start their first tour or something like that, and they'll go, you know what? I remember Ace talking about this city. There's something about this city that's just beautiful. Right. I mean, as a for like people being awesome at shows type thing, like, you know, there's always like since the first time I was there, like Salt Lake City, like has always really? been like like going there has just been like everybody's just so like supportive about their music and so supportive about the music scene is like i mean it's it's like it's pretty it's pretty impressive like out of all the cities that you know we usually play it's like they're you know at least all the people that i run into at shows and like you know whatever like it's really really just like supportive really into everything and just want to like if they see you once they're going to come they're definitely coming the next time and they're definitely going to buy the record and they're definitely going to tell their friends and they're definitely going to you know support their like music scene it's very strong very good salt lake i love salt lake yeah it's great would that be the one you were retiring (laughs) retiring yeah i don't know um no i have to say like as far as music wise or no, just living just wise. Living wise, love the mountains. I do. So close. Any any mountainness, like you know, Boulder. like you know, love it, love it. So yeah, I would I would love to, you know, have a chill, relaxing studio up in the mountains. That would be so awesome. <laughs> I'm just giving you all these ideas. I I'm no, I mean, I I'm definitely check in with you in ten years. Definitely have thought about it. I'll give you a royalty on every idea <laughs> that I stole from you. <laughs> Just so you know, oral <laughs> agreements are contract binding. These are these are legally binding here, so we're set. I would, I w- uh, seriously. I mean, I, I know it's frustrating, um, but you just as as I said when I started off, you just you just seem happier, and and people around you are seem to be saying it. And I just, I wish you completely the best of luck with this. I really it's appreciate. Matter, it. I think it's Thank just you. hanging on, you know. And yeah. I'm I'm definitely psyched about it, and you know, I'm really happy like with everybody, you know. Just I don't know. It's been such a a, a sort of like rough transition at the same time, you know, right. as such a amazingly positive transition. So it's like, you know, it's definitely weighed out on both hands, but it's, you know, I'm definitely, my spirits are much, much higher now that I like, you know, I feel like I'm on a mission, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm doing the right thing. I feel like, I think a big thing for me is like, I'm not, like I know that I'm doing this and I'm in it and all my decisions are, based on the right thing, you know, doing the right thing. And it's like, I feel like, you know, now I'm just like all the decisions are like, you know, not what's going to get us here. Like, you know, but you're doing the right thing, you know, you're being like, you know, uh, what would you say? Like a, a stand up 
musician. I don't know. <laughs> Stand up <laughs> role model. It's like role model. just trying to like just trying to do the right things and making the right decisions, you know. To uh, you know, and then that's that's where I'm at, and that's very you know I guess making me happy, very happy. And you know now like doing it like this, like starting over and having you know my family and like wife be such a big part of it. it's like you know so much easier to to live you know without having to be away from somebody all the time oh yeah you know it's so oh, much yeah. easier to live having you know having it right there and you know being sharing everything and you know the support that comes from her and it's just like you know it's it's great that's why i'm that's why i'm happy you know i don't have to you know that part of my life is like amazing so it's like all the silly bad stuff that happens in the music business like just I guess that's what gives me my strength to like just be like, you know, I could I could live in a van, it's all right. You know? I could I could take another hit, it'll be all right, because that part of my life is, you know, wonderful. So it's like that combined with, you know, ultimately doing everything for the, you know, the right calls, feeling like, you know, then we're we're just uh happy, very happy. There's nothing that says love more than not being able to take a shower for three days and having your loved one not be able to take one as well. <laughs> That's great. We try and shower as much as possible. But... No, you're supposed uh, to say we can't because in that way you be you can get that sponsorship for Axe. You're right. You're right. You know, so, so you've got to think, got to think it's new different times. Times change now. Oh, God. it's all about marketing. It is. Jeez. Thank you again for well, coming in. Thank you. I appreciate it and had a wonderful time. And uh, yeah, I, Awesome. Glad to be here. Look forward to doing it again. AP Podcasts are recorded at Lava Room Recording Studio in Cleveland, Ohio, a New York City quality studio at Cleveland Prices. Check out www.lavaroomrecording.com. For more information on Alternative Press Magazine, go to www.altpress.com. The podcast engineer is John Walsh. Post-production assistance from Rob Tenzi. I'm Mike Shea, and this is all my fault. You can reach me directly at www.myspace.com slash Mike Shea AP. That's S-H-E-A like the stadium, AP. 